The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Fee Mazanke, and it's an honor to be with you today. As part of the show each week, we highlight people who are currently using the boomerang effect to consciously impact their lives in a powerful way. The boomerang effect is exactly what it sounds like. It's a simple concept that I love to teach to all of my clients. It's basically what you put out in life is what you get back, just like a boomerang. Imagine that. So, Put out what you want and do what you want. Put out what you want that brings you joy and see that come back to you. And this past weekend, I was privileged to be the wedding officiant at a wedding here in my area. And I occasionally do weddings because I really enjoy being immersed in so much love. One of my favorite things to do with couples that I've married is to ask them about the weather for their wedding day. I've done a number of outdoor weddings over the years, and this is really an important question, especially in the Chicago area. So... Six months ago, when planning this ceremony with the happy couple, I simply asked them what weather they wanted for their wedding day. And so the boomerang that they threw out was 75 degrees and sunny. And I told them just to throw that out there and let it go and trust and believe, two important elements, trust and believe, that it can happen. So I'm happy to report to you that we had the most magnificent day on Saturday in the Chicago area. It was one of those days that you really treasure one that's kind of far and few between around here, sunshine, blue skies, and a slight breeze. And that was the couple's boomerang. So what's your boomerang going to be this week? What's your boomerang going to be at work, at home, with your family or friends? Be sure to put it out there. Trust it, and you will reap the empowering rewards. Now, moving on to today's topic, which is the Monroe Doctrine, doctrine featuring none other than Mike Monroe. little play on words. As you guys know, I like to do that. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great, and I know you're doing great because when I asked you prior to you know, having the show start, you said it's, it's great to be me. It's a really exciting time to be me. So I know you're doing great. That's a wonderful, wonderful answer. Let after, me give you- uh, after hearing about the boomerang effect, I'm pretty sure after this show, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. I love it. Go for it, for sure. Throw out your boomerang. Um, let me give you an official introduction to Mike. He is a small business owner who did formal coaching twice in his life with me. 
both of these arrangements were catalyzed by major transitions from Mike. And this, this is really important because this is true and real about Mike's story and, and a, a very important way to um, segue into the interview today. So as a 25-year-old in 2006, Mike had the opportunity to move locations and expand his already successful business. He describes in his own words where he was at the time, saying, I was having weekly panic attacks, standing at the brink of uncertainty, feeling like I was being uncontrollably pushed over the edge. And following his coaching process, Mike used some of his breakthroughs to build his business from 600000 in annual sales to over $2 million in annual sales and to expand to 10 locations. Now, his second coaching experience occurred in 2013 when, as a 31-year-old, he moved from the East Coast of the United States to the West Coast in order to be with the woman who would eventually become his wife. Kaylee. He credits his coaching experiences with giving clarity to his mind and heart, expanding his emotional muscles, and enabling him to work through some challenging issues. The byproduct of all of these things is a 33-year-old happy person who divides his time between his amazing wife, new house, and hyperactive greyhound, uh, a renewed relationship with God and a leadership role in his church, a small business podcast that plays weekly in more than 30 countries worldwide. And wouldn't you know it, between the time Mike and I agreed to do the interview and now, he has been recently promoted to the digital strategy manager of Vector Marketing Corporation, which is his dream job. So thus, the reason why Mike said at the opening of the show before you guys even joined us that it's an exciting time to be Mike Monroe. So I give you Mike Monroe. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Mike. Oh, thank you. Thank you for all the kind words. And, and see you uh, <laughs> through your coaching. I mean, it really has been a nice, amazing, not always uh, uh, smiley, but uh, a tough journey. But it's just amazing to look back and see the fruits of everything as I, as I hear you give the recap. And I'm so grateful for, for you and, and to be here for sure, for sure. Thanks so much. And and you do have a, an incredible infectious smile, as I call it. So, um, yeah, to admit that it's not always a smiley journey, but one that is definitely beneficial. I appreciate that so much. Let's, let's dive right into um, our interview and some of the questions that we have today for you, Mike, because I really do appreciate the honesty of where you were and how you were able to pull, pull through Uh, all of that. And you mentioned uh, doing formal coaching. What is the difference between formal coaching and informal coaching? Hmm. Informal coaching, in my mind, is uh, the mentor you have at work, the person that you give influence to, um, sometimes because you have to or because they've earned it. Informal coaching is when you actually say to yourself, you draw a line in the sand and say, all right, I'm going to put serious financial skin in the game um, I don't care what it costs. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm committing to this program and I'm going to work with this person on this schedule on this timetable. Um, 
And for me, you know, back when I was 22 years old, when I got my first coaching arrangement, it was, it was, I mean, it was a big step. And now at 33, it's just become part of my life because that is, that is how we move forward. Yeah, wonderful. And, and you had the courage to really look at some of those challenging times and experiences and, and really courageously say, I'm, I'm willing to move forward. And that's what that's what drives it. The way the way you make it yeah, courageously. If you had seen me in my twenties, uh, if any of your listeners had seen me, I don't think courageously would have been the exact adverb that they would have used to describe it. Well, <laughs> you know, I do, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's funny because you know I had a mentor that that told me my twenties were going to be just the most confusing time of my life, and. If I think about the things that I actually did for myself in my 20s, um, coaching would be hands down at the top of the list. Formal coaching where, you know, you take a big breath, you write the check, and you step forward in faith. Um, There aren't too many things that I could point back to as um, watershed moments as much as, you know, my coaching agreements and our coaching relationships that came at very just perfect times. Well, thank you. That's really kind of you. And how did you get involved in the coaching process? Well, working in you know my business um, of being a um, a district manager for Vector Marketing, it's very much a culture of personal growth. Um, I do not think meeting a lot of the youth of today and, and being around a lot of different people. I don't think that personal growth culture necessarily pervades every corner of our society. Um, but I was fortunate to get very much swept up into it. Um, I had the opportunity to attend one of my first conferences and, and this whole world of, oh, there's this, you know, subculture of people that believe that anything is possible. And if they read, you know, read and leaders read and they become and immerse themselves into making themselves become better, then it's possible that they can go and, uh, and experience greatness. And it's funny because I think as Americans, one thing that we do have, you know, within us is that, that piece of there's something in me that's broken or there's something in my life that's broken. And if I just fix that one thing, then I can, I can go forth and conquer. Um, and it's funny because my experience in coaching was that that one thing wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It usually never is, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing sure. the, I've been the, doing this for a long time, and I can tell you, I never know what that one thing is going to be ever. But it's always amazing how it just unfolds and reveals itself. That's for it's, sure. It's funny because you mentioned the panic attacks. It really was, you know, in the in the in my own words, probably sounded dramatic to people, but um, it really was like uh, I was a very in a very lost. Space. And in addition, we had these, we had these, uh, just these panic attacks that kept me out of the gym, that kept me very, very handcuffed. I mean, I could be driving on 95, and all of a sudden, the seatbelt would, would come across tight across my chest, and it would set off this chemical reaction in my head and body where all of a sudden it felt like I was having a, a panic attack or a heart attack. And there was more than one time where I had to, like, pull the car to the side of the road and literally, you know, take out the script that of all people, and, and this is me being vulnerable, that my mom, you know, had sent me, this prayer that she had sent over me, um, 
I mean, it was not a, it was not a healthy time. And, you know, in most cases, most people think, all right, so you're experiencing all these challenges, this, you know, tons of hours that you're working. You should go to a doctor. You should get, you should get your clonazepam. You should get your, you know, one of many different drugs. You know, I did that for a while, but that was never the goal for me. And so, you know, coaching comes in, and, and I didn't get into the coaching relationship thinking, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to solve my panic attacks. Um, that wasn't it at all, but it just so happened that we, that as we got into that aspect, that's what emerged as one of the things that was really keeping me kind of landlocked. And, uh, and I wouldn't mind going into the details of that story. I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll remember it like it was yesterday. Do we have time for that? Can I, can I dive in a bit? Please, if you're willing to share, Mike, please do, because I think it will be of value and service to listeners who may be having a similar experience. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, at some point, I feel like most people that I've, you know, mentored and coached myself, I feel like have had some type of relationship with anxiety. And what's interesting is that we're very holistic. We're very holistic beings. We have, sure, the physical element of ourselves, but also the mental and the emotional and the spiritual, which is what we and uh, you and I really dove into in our last coaching arrangement, which has been amazing. But, but at the time, what was really, you know, going on, and I didn't realize it, was that there was a lot of challenging emotions I was experiencing, um, but I'd never allowed myself to feel or never allowed myself to really get through, uh, which is normal, by the way. I mean, you have a, an ambitious kid who skips his, his senior week of college because he's going and running and planning his business, and and it's easy for someone in their 20s to, to have that, especially a young man who's uh, supposed to conquer the world. We're supposed to have all the answers. You're not supposed to you know, necessarily need to worry about that. But we did an exercise one day, and I hope, I hope you're still doing this with your clients because in my mind, it is one of just the most powerful, you know, felt weird at the time, but looking back on it, one of the most interesting and powerful exercises that I'd ever experienced. And I do. I, you know, I come from a world of meditation and certainly prayer being raised in the church and so forth. So it's not, it was still a little bit odd to me, but I'm like, stick with it and, you know, trust. So um, basically through this process of discovery, I was competing at the time in a, in a body transformation challenge. This was six months prior to my anxiety being really flared up. Um, a body transformation challenge where, you know, you take your before photo holding the newspaper to prove that it's not photoshopped. And then 12 weeks later, you know, all of a sudden it looks like a different person. They got a tan, you know, washboard abs. It's, uh, you know, I saw that in 2004, and I'm like, yeah, that's for me. Um, so I get into this challenge, and for four weeks, I am hitting it so hard, and I'm doing such great things, and I'm, I'm still traveling for work. So if the flight leaves at 6 a.m., I'm up at 3.30 a.m., and at 4 a.m., I'm, you know, at the gym doing my supplements, all this stuff. Well, I put in all this effort, and about a month into the competition, um, <laughs> a month into the competition, I start to, I'm taking this supplement that uh, uses high amounts of caffeine to accelerate your fat loss. So I'm taking that, by the way, it's totally over the counter, um, totally over the counter. It's, you can buy it anywhere nowadays. And I take that because I'm starting to get sick. I'm starting to get a cold. I take that with some expired cold medicine. Um, and I wake up in the middle of the night and, and I go and I literally 
fall on my apartment neighbor's door. I'm like, I'm dying, I'm dying, heart attack, something terrible is happening, call the ambulance, the ambulance came, and, and you know, here I am, and all of a sudden in the ER. Had the EKG test, all those things, turned out it was the combination of this, of this medicine. But what was interesting to me, and this is what came out of our coaching, I'm lying there, this frail, you know, shirtless, it's 7 in the morning, I've been there all night in the hospital, and, uh, and the doctor, who is probably, you know, 36 hours into his shift, he comes up and he's like, what supplement were you taking? And I, you know, I tell him, and he's like, what were you taking that for? And I said to him, well, I'm in this, you know, proudly I puff out my chest. I'm in this, I'm in this 12-week body transformation uh, contest. I've been doing a lot of bodybuilding. And he looks down at his watch, and without making eye contact with me, he says, oh, I couldn't tell. And I remember lying there on, you know, the gurney and just feeling every, every, it was just, it was one of those moments. Um, it's so deflating and so defeating, but I didn't even really chalk it up at the time. I was just at the time thinking, oh, this guy's a jerk. But through this process, fast forward six to eight months later, we're going through this coaching mechanism. It was pinpointed as that experience, that night when I fell on my neighbor's door, that moment when I talked to that doctor, it was pinpointed that that was the moment where emotionally my body decided that it was going to be a slave to anxiety and panic. And it's unbelievable because once that has been discovered and once you allow yourself and once I allowed myself to experience that and feel my way through it and rationalize and and be empathetic to the uh, doctor, really through your tools of me helping um, forgive and forget, now I can tell the story very humorously and very, you know, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal at all. And it's amazing how that had an impact on my anxiety after the fact. Um, it was just, that was, that was one of my first big wins with coaching. And since then, I've never looked back. And we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and continue to explore this fascinating topic with you, Mike. So thanks for listening. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Hey, welcome back. And my guest today is Mike Monroe. And before the break, Mike was filling us in on a really important element in his life and the area where his panic attacks actually uh, got kind of contained in the cellular memory of his body. And through the coaching process, we were able to extract that. And it's really, I, I want to point out before Mike continues, I want to point out that it's not me telling people where to go or what they need to work through, but rather there's an incredible level of truth and trust that comes up by using the body because um, in fact, I just had this wonderful um, natural health doctor that I used to work with and he just passed away. But one of the things he used to always tell me is, fee, the body always knows the truth. And the body always knows the truth. And I realized that in working with clients over the years that if you just allow them to move into their bodies where things may be held, um, that's where the body's wisdom can guide and direct you to extract what may be going on. And in Mike's case, it was very severe claustrophobia, Mike, right, and panic attacks. I mean, mm-hmm. your claustrophobia was um, was really painstaking for you, like to get on planes or sit in the back of cars, and you traveled a lot for work, right? <laughs> yeah, it was basically one of the worst things you possibly could have had. Um, for, you know, what it was that I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be like, it'd be like a, a restaurant critic, uh, you know, who's allergic to gluten, uh, water, and uh, butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great analogy, Mike, for sure. Um, so anyway, you move through these panic attacks just by one coaching session. And, and just, just to kind of wrap things up on that subject, tell me what you felt like afterwards and, and, you know, what you noticed going on with you after that? Well, what's amazing, um, first off, there were, there were a lot of my triggers had been put to bed. So, for instance, the seatbelt on the chest, um, that wasn't as affecting anymore. Um, and then what happened was it was almost like I'd been feeling such intense anxiety for so long, now it was like I got to relearn how to live without a lot of that anxiety. And I'm not saying my panic attacks went to zero, just that the level of management that I had to do was just so far above and beyond. It was, it was really, really amazing. Um, you know, WebMD creates a world of cause and effect where we think we can just go online and, oh, what are my, what are my symptoms that I'm experiencing and that we can trace it back to a root cause. But What's great about coaching is it really unearths exactly what you said, Be underneath all that stuff, oftentimes there's something that's, that's held deep in there, and, and it, was, it was just wild. And at that point, by the way, I was all in with coaching. Any skepticism that I had previously, it was like, all right, 
Uh, now I was in before. Now I'm really in. You know, let's really get after it. Yeah, and on the break, I was mentioning to Mike that oftentimes when I have male clients, and and not exclusively males, um, but there's a lot of resistance around emotions because men are supposed to be strong and rugged and not have to, you know, worry about or deal with their emotions. And um, that's one of the things that I always recommend to my clients is just allow allow whatever is coming in and coming up to present itself rather than to push it away because you never know what's going to happen when you push it away. And Mike was certainly a great example of someone who pushed something so far down and so far deep. You didn't even remember that that happened, Mike. I don't even think you remembered that 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 doctor said that until we actually just all of a sudden kind of found it. And then you were just, you said, gosh, I don't even remember that. And that is really often what is unearthed as, the, as we use the body's wisdom rather than just trying to figure things out intellectually. For sure. And one of the things, you know, it's an interesting point um, about, you know, <laughs> us not remembering. A lot of people have approached me over the years and said, you know, I'm thinking about coaching. What are your thoughts? And even though immediately my gut reaction is absolutely, you know, my follow-up is here is what has allowed me to make great strides. And one thing is certainly finding the right coach, somebody who you can connect with and can truly be open with. You know, you hear, you hear, uh, uh, oh, my neighbor's a life coach or my, my cousin's a coach. And, and that's one of those things where, you probably don't feel necessarily as open and transparent with that person as you would somebody who has that a little bit of distance. Um, number two for me has always been someone that doesn't have answers but has really great questions. Um, I, I, it's amazing how we'll get on the phone together and literally um, it's me talking. And even, even, you know, those days where I don't feel like talking, I don't feel like saying anything, it still turns into 95% me. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's the mark of a great coach. Cause I did, I, I hired, I hired, uh, at one point I hired a, a fella, um, from Canada who I was really excited about, came highly recommended. And, you know, we started off together and I very quickly pulled the plug. I'm like, you know what? I just, I, I don't. I don't need a lecture. I don't need that. Just doesn't work for me. Maybe for some people, but I love the, you know, exploratory question type asking. And then the third thing, you know, that I always tell people is, if you're going to go down the road of coaching, then let's make sure that you really stick to the process. And uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I just told you how we bought a house. Um, we're talking about about home repair and so forth. So I'm putting all these things together, and I'm terrible at it, by the way. I was not gifted with the, you know, the gift of, of mechanical inclination. <laughs> um, and I'm putting together bookshelves, and, and it's like, all right, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. And as I'm, as I'm following instructions, you know, what it is that I'm putting together doesn't look like what I think it should look like based on the cover of the box. And, uh, you know, it's funny that if you, when you release those expectations, certainly with me in coaching, releasing those things and letting them go and then just following, uh, following the directions, it's amazing how all of a sudden you turn the page and holy cow, we got bookshelves. So having that level of faith 
is, uh, is an absolute essential ingredient. I can't, I can't think of too many scenarios outside of boardroom meetings and innovation uh, sessions where skepticism is really um, necessary in making really big gains, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it all f- fits and works the way it's supposed to, and I have so much trust in that and trust in the process and the people, and, and I, just, I just know that it always works the way it's supposed to and I never know how <laughs> that's that's the uh that's the the thing that I can tell you as a coach I never know how but it always works so that's, that's, that's funny you that's funny you mentioned that because can I can I tell another story here sure this is uh it's real funny that you mentioned that because uh, and by the way you know um coaching is not is not in my mind high-priced therapy um you know, it's funny because you do can can get into the emotional component of things, but but um, you know, people that oftentimes look down at therapy don't necessarily you know are more open to coaching. And and what I love about coaching is it's not just hey, let's dive down deep and get into emotional issues. So we we went through anxiety, and like two weeks later, you know, now all of a sudden it's all right. Let's start. Let's start focusing more on what you want. Now, I think that was the first time you ever talked to me about, you know, Boomerang. Um, I think it was a year or two before The Secret came out and everybody got on board in the bandwagon of, oh, what you think about, you create. But uh, so here we are, um, and we're in this scenario where, where we start talking about love relationships and we start talking about, um, about ideal mates. And uh, do you remember this, by the way? Do you know where I'm going? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I, to this day, I have that document on my hard drive. So um, it was a long document, by the way, Mike. It was very detailed. <laughs> dude, that sucker! That sucker yeah. was a small. Like there are Where's Waldo books that aren't it, as long as as that document right there. I don't know why my mind went to Where's Waldo. By the way. I guess that's where I do my most playful thinking in my office at work. Huh, interesting. Um, but anyway, so I'm, at the time, I'm, I'm single. Um, and, uh, you know, in the midst of being a business owner in his 20s, uh, uh, five minutes living outside of Boston um, and willing, you know, to sleep five hours a night, uh, point is very active on the town, very active everywhere, very excited about just kind of drinking it all in. Um, you know, we did start talking about like, Hey, let's, let's get into the romantic, the relationship side of things. And I remember you had me do an exercise, um, which you called your ideal mate. And it was amazing because you told me a story of one of your other clients who had done this. And literally, I remember you said they, they described their ideal mate in such a great amount of detail that they literally knew what they were going to say to the person and what the person was going to say back to them as they were lying in bed at night before they went to bed. I'm like, whoa, that's intense. So you challenged me to do this ideal mate exercise. So over the course of a week or two, just sitting down in front of the laptop and it's saying, okay, if I could... If I could create, and if there's anybody single listening to this, I highly recommend you do this. 
And by the way, if you're from my network, because I told you to come listen to this radio show, you're probably laughing and nodding your head because I've probably already told you to do this because it's such a powerful exercise. But you had me, you had me sit down and just literally start writing out details of my, like, what would my perfect mate look like? And so it was, you know, you get the three or four bullets out of the way, you know, hot, you know, smart, <laughs> you know, in the mind of a 20-something guy, which, of course, at, at 33, really priorities don't change much. But anyway, <laughs> start, yeah. writing out, start writing out these bullets and then going deeper, and you challenged me to be more thoughtful. So I think when all was said and done, I think there was something like, you know, 80 to 120 bullets, but four or five pages of this is what my ideal mate is going to look like. Um, and originally doing this exercise, it was like, yeah, this would be amazing. That would be great. But then, of course, there was the follow-up fear of, of, <laughs> of there's no way. There's no way that this person is, is going to be, it's just this, I don't know. There's just, there was, there was doubt. She's um, not really out there is what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you, I have to imagine, do you deal with that with a lot of people? Like you create this perfect person and now it's like, okay, where am I supposed to find her or him? Yeah. Well, I have, I do have two marriages as a result, so. Nice. I, uh, I'm one of the two, right? Yep. I Definitely. bet there's more in the making. So, uh, yep. so anyway, I do this, you know, I do this ideal mate document and, and, um, without, you know, cutting to the end of the chase. Yes. Uh, I eventually, you know, shared this document with my, uh, at the time, very serious girlfriend. And it's interesting. She's a good compliment to me because I, I tend to be very like, yeah, let's try it. And she, okay, why? You know, she'll be very, she'll be my, my, the person that holds me, holds me accountable to, you know, sometimes my wild and crazy visions here. And, uh, and I think that was on my ideal mate document, by the way. But, um, I share this document with her and, uh, and she didn't believe that I had written this thing in 2006. Um, I think I shared that with her probably either 2010 or 2011. Um, and it's funny because how much of it was still so true for me. And, uh, and yeah, she didn't, she didn't, she's like, no way, no way. Show me the date. You know, it was one of those kinds of things where you go on the laptop and you right click and it's like, huh, created on, it was like son of a gun. And, uh, and yeah, it, uh, it always doesn't always necessarily, you know, people that are looking for the magic fix, Right, see the boomerang effect isn't a isn't a I throw it out there and it's gonna come back to me the next day. But it does come back to you, right? It comes back at the perfect time. And you have to continue to trust and believe. Even though, Mike, you went through doubt initially, and oftentimes people do because the reasoning or logical mind will have you do that. But when you put faith and trust in the unknown and unseen or faith and trust in your belief in something greater than yourself, that there is something loving out there in the world that is supporting you, then it always comes true as long as you believe and trust and know that it will come. And 
oftentimes the timing is just really, you know, it's, it's inevitable and perfect as to what your life is meant to be. Yeah, I think a lot of people really lean on, really lean on the saying, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, you add to that based on what you're saying, everything happens for a reason, dot, dot, dot. And that reason is there to serve me. And it's so encouraging to be around coaches who allow you and encourage you and help you train your mind to think that there really is a conspiracy of positivity. And even, you know, even to this day, um, a conspiracy to positivity in your life where everything that's happening, no matter how good or even how bad or how terrible or how tragic, it's all moving us along the path to, uh, to the destination or to a place that ultimately we want to get to. Um, another one of my mentors, you know, told me this, which I thought was so interesting. Uh, he said, uh, there's the path and then there's the destination. You can control one of them. So if you want to wind up where you want to go in your destination, then don't be surprised if it's a windy, crazy, wild, woolly path to get there. Or if you want to, if you want to follow a path and do what makes your heart sing and live into that space, that's totally fine. Uh, just don't, uh, don't be shocked when you wake up one day and ask yourself, how did I get here? Which, you know, here I am in Spokane, Washington, the name of a town I couldn't pronounce until about six months into knowing the girl that I would eventually go and fly to and meet and end up marrying because of my ideal mate document. And, uh, and here I am, um, controlling or influencing a past because control is kind of illusionary, but influencing a past that has brought me to a destination that I never would have guessed, but am absolutely appreciative and enthralled and in love with. And it's certainly working for you uh, in, in so many, many ways, Mike. And um, one of the things that I, I like to just mention, and I, I say this to, to my kids all the time to go back to um, that there is this positivity out there. I just simply say it like this. God always has your back. I say that to my kids all the time. Always and forever, God has your back. And even in those challenging, difficult times, your panic attacks, for example, Mike, um, even during those times, it allows you to understand. uh, It allows you to forgive. It allows you to let go so that it opens the doorway to so many other things and so many things of greatness. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back and we're going to come back and talk about Mike's business and where he is today. So uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. 
Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. All right, we're back with Mike Monroe, and we I asked Mike before the break to really dive into his business and, and talking about how you formed your business and how with that courage of moving through those difficult times that you had in your 20s, how it opened you up to uh, to creating greatness in your life and in your world. So uh, take it away, Mike. Well, um, it's interesting because, you know, where we were talking about before, it made me think of a phrase, which I'm sure many of your listeners have heard before, but the idea of when the student is ready, then the master appears. And, uh, and I've been so blessed to just have a, a series of mentors in my life. Um, many of them, many of them working in um, Cutco um, and Vector Marketing, um, several of whom have, uh, have been gracious enough to be guests of yours on, on your show. And it's, it's interesting how when we allow ourselves the space um, that we spoke about earlier, that by following these these almost like spiritual breadcrumbs that lead you to people, uh, all of a sudden you wind up in the destination that that you didn't see coming, but you absolutely love. So that's my that's my uh, business in a nutshell. Um, to say that who would have ever thought that. You know, this kid who never wanted to deal or be in sales would wind up in this entrepreneurial sales company and, uh, and for a decade of his life, um, you know, build out a, uh, a multi-office, a multi-office uh, sales business. It's just, it's wild to me when I think about it and how we got here. Yeah, certainly. Um as a small business owner and entrepreneur, what are some of your marketing strategies that you can share to help people looking to grow their business? Perfect. So, okay. So, uh, talking about small business, um, you know, I just went uh, strategical and, and, and vague, now getting more um, specific. You know, you mentioned I wound my way up in this dream job um, through, again, a series of, of crazy, some would say coincidences, but we don't believe in coincidence-type thinking. Um, as the digital manager here, um, a vector, part of my role is to design um, new marketing funnels. And back in 2009, I became so absolutely enamored 
with the world of emerging media. And so the idea of emerging media being um, social, the idea of emerging media being um, uh, audio, uh, video, and now all of these things that were previously only accessible to large companies with huge assets and budgets and infrastructure now all of a sudden became accessible to anybody that had a phone in their pocket, which is also the world of mobile, which is also, you know, all these things wrapped together in blogging and content marketing. So, so now what's happened is it's 2009 and uh, <laughs> there are all these new tools. Um, and between then and right now, the rules of the game have completely, have completely changed. Um, from the standpoint that businesses are now expected um, to be more than big for sale signs. So nowadays, the great businesses, and I just we just had John Jantz, um, author of Duct Tape Marketing. Um, he was on our, our podcast recently, and John talked about the idea of being a consultative seller. And the idea that with this place of emerging media, your goal is not to be talking about you and pitching yourself all the time and benefits of my products, but it's to really dive into your customer and say, okay, what it is that they need, how can I help them? And it's a shift in business mentality because, you know, the old way of doing things is very much, I have a drill for sale. I'm going to sell you this drill. This is the best drill on the market versus the world of new media, which is very much, hey, let me talk to you about making holes. Here's 10 different ways to make holes. Here's some things you should know about making holes incorrectly, and here's the one thing you should know about making holes correctly. By the way, we happen to sell drills. That's the idea of consultative marketing. Um, and it's, it's, it's put a tremendous amount of responsibility on brands, Brands that are doing this well are seeing tremendous benefits of taking this customer-first approach of helping them solve problems. Um, and brands that are uh, resisting this and having a hard time adopting and can't see past the fact that Facebook or Twitter or all these social sites are just places where their kids go to, you know, goof off or whatever, they're having a really hard, hard time. Um, and I, I feel that, uh, you know, where the landscape of the marketing space is going is that companies that are really getting this are, are, are I mean, there's fortunes being made overnight. And it's so encouraging to see and exciting to see. But then, of course, you know, you step back and, and you realize, wait a minute. So my job as, a, as a, a, a business owner is to be helpful to people with no expectation of, of things, of anything in return. Um, that isn't a new concept. <laughs> you know, that is, we can go back to the Bible and, and even before then to talk about, about those concepts. You know, back in the 80s when we were walking into retail stores, hey, can I help you? You know, there was that element of I'm here to, I'm here to be there for you. So it's funny how in the world of emerging media, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Certainly in the marketing scape, even though the tools and platforms change. It's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. So tell me a little bit about your podcast, Mike, and uh, the content of the podcast and where people can pick that up. Great. Um, Well, um, our podcast is called The Small Business Express, 
and uh, in in the theme of um, in the theme of uh, boomerang, it's funny because my podcast partner, who I've never met face to face. We got connected in 2011 because we're both part of the same LinkedIn group. And, uh, and I just noticed that he was writing good articles and, and we, we eventually, you know, got into an email back and forth. And a year later in 2012, we actually got on the phone together and I, and I hated him, uh, on one hand because he was an Ets fan, meaning Jets, Mets. Um, and any other S oh Nets the New Jersey Nets and I'm a hardcore <laughs> Boston boy. Yeah, so, that's uh, a big so rivalry. Oh yeah, it's like we can't. There is absolutely great meeting you, Gary. Um, but he was cool and he was smart and he knew his stuff. So then a year later after that, we didn't talk for another year. 2013. I don't remember how it started happening, but we got interacting again and and we're like, yo, we should we should start a podcast. So. Um, Gary is the author of the smallbusinessplaybook.com, super wise small business owner. Since 2009, after I had transitioned out of um, running a, a district and division for, for Vector and Cutco, I had very much been in the entrepreneurial space. I had been a consultant for five years doing copywriting and so forth, and, and also continuing to work with Vector in that capacity. So, so you have two consultants that get together and say, all right, let's start podcasting together. And the Small Business Express, um, which you can find at sbxpodcast.com. So S is in Sam, B is in boy, X is in xylophone, <laughs> sbxpodcast.com. Um, that'll take you to our iTunes page where you can go through our episode directory and see some of the topics. It's really focused on, on several things here. Um, the tagline is um, delivering aha moments. There's so much, uh, there's so much, and this drives me nuts, Fee, in the space of personal growth and in the space of, of you have a problem, here's what you need to solve it. There's so much, um, there's a misconception that information is what is what's going to get you where you need to be. And your coaching practice that you have is testimony to the fact that it's not information people need, it's transformation. And so what we intentionally very much try to do in our podcast is not bombard people with information. We go through, we'll take a topic from the audience, um, and then we'll go through and dive into three action steps. So you might have not been familiar at all with this topic whatsoever, but now you listen to the podcast here. The only three things you need to do, and if you get nothing else out of this episode, bip, boom, bah, um, take this as your takeaway. So um, the feedback has been incredibly positive. Um, Gary and I joke, we're actually encouraging listeners on our show to leave us one and two-star reviews, but I don't think we have any yet, which is pretty cool. So that makes me feel good to a certain extent. Although if people aren't criticizing you, then you're not working hard enough. So there's that. But uh, there's some real neat episodes. It's really for um, business leaders or business owners, people that are on the beginning part of their curve. Um, so people that have a business idea that they really would love to turn this part-time passion into making some part-time income. People that have a successful part-time business right now but would like to take it to the next level people that may have a part-time business and they, they go to their day job every day and they think, man, I hate this. 
Um, I would give anything to quit, but I just can't sustain my lifestyle and quality of life based on the income I'm making from this part-time thing. It is, it is a methodical step-by-step process to take somebody from, I have an idea, to I have an idea I'm going to act on, to the things I'm acting on are actually good ideas, to I'm doing the right thing to create the right amount of revenue, to now I'm scaling up where I have some pretty cool creative options. And that is really what we dive into in our show. Um, a couple different episodes that we have that, again, you can see right on the, the iTunes page, um, How to Manage Overwhelm was one of the, was one of the really great, uh, we got great response from that one and something I could speak very, very easily into as, uh, as I've now aired out my anxiety story um, for all the world to see. Probably could have been a shorter episode for you. I probably could have just been like, How to Manage Overwhelm. Call Fima Zanke and then give him the number, and then we could have just cut. That would have been way easier. <laughs> oh, um, that's kind of you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, let's see. We did another episode that was really popular, How to Get Customers Coming to You. So if any of you are interested in the emerging, uh, emerging media space, digital media space, that episode, um, very well received, talking about... Uh, talking about just how to, even if you've never heard the term content marketing before, how to create a situation where in three easy action steps, you've created something that is going to get people approaching you. And, and that's, really, that's really the task of all business owners who want to do marketing correctly, is how instead of being the guy or gal with the megaphone, come look at me, see what I'm doing, how can I get people you know, knocking on, on my door? So that is, uh, that's the podcast, and I can confidently say um, that without all the coaching that had happened over the course of, you know, eight to ten years, um, there's no way I would, uh, I would be in this space. There's no way I would, you know, have this wonderful partnership with a guy who I love to death, who I've never met. <laughs> We're going to meet this year, by the way. Um, I'm glad to know that. Yeah, for sure. We're talking about filming this silly little video where, you know, kind of like my, uh, anyway, I'm getting The first meeting. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) The first meeting, Gary and Mike. Um, And then, uh, then, you know, here I am in this job where I get to do everything that I love. Um, You know, my part-time little hobby here with my podcast, I get to do everything I love, you know, as my full-time job um, as the digital manager. And it's just, it's really... It's really, really cool. So, uh, so yeah. Thank you, by the way, for letting me talk about the podcast. You can tell there's a lot of passion there and a lot of passion for the emerging media space. Well, it's you're so gifted at it, Mike, and um, you, you just have such a great ability to put together systems and procedures and processes in order to gain success. And and I certainly wanted the listeners to know and share that. Uh, with them. And, and I'm going to encourage all of you to um, please make sure that you uh, check out the sbxpodcast.com and support Mike and Gary, the guy who he, he's never met yet. <laughs> and I do, we, we're, we're running out of time here, but I do want to say to you, Mike, it is with great pride and privilege that um, I see an incredible human being who has been through uh, some difficult times to really emerge into a a wonderful, uh, not only just human being, but 
um, a partner in Kaylee and having a you know a home, living your dream job, it's all been worth it. And um, and I'm just really proud of you. And and it's been such a privilege privilege to have you on the show today. So thank That's you. That's so sweet of you. I I, I do want to say this. You know, we throw words around like dream job here. I am so far beyond, and this is implied, but I just want to make it clear. Um, I'm so far beyond having everything, you know, figured out here. Um, <laughs> you know, my wife would, would say, I still see there are times where you get anxious about stuff, but um, coaching has been such a gift in my life. And uh, to any, you know, I guess if I were to steal a page from, you know, my own podcast here of if there's one takeaway from this show, it would be, um, in my mind, everybody is a 10 somewhere. There's somewhere where you're a 10. And in my case, it took, you know, moving and different things and, and finding a world of emerging media that didn't even exist until I was in my mid to late 20s to find my 10. Um, but I would encourage anybody and everybody who hasn't found their 10 yet to consider coaching as the, as the methodology to go deeper into yourself, deeper into your heart space, and deeper into your world so you can find that thing that's going to make your heart sing. And, uh, and if, that, if that's the official Monroe Doctrine, then boom, so be it. That is the official Monroe Doctrine. Thank you. Be sure to join me next week as I interview record producer, movie director, and entertainment extraordinaire Joe Thomas. As always, thank you to our men and women of service. Your work is valued and much appreciated. It's summer, so go out and throw throw out a boomerang of fun and have a terrific and inspired week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Team Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.